First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Well, let's talk about another issue that is front and center uh, for many Vancouverites. Recently, the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh First Nations and Canada Lands Company announced plans to redevelop the Jericho Lands in West Point Grey. Um, they are saying they want to build 13,000 homes that would house upwards of 24,000 people. Now, the developers say that at a minimum, there'll be 30% of the homes will be affordable housing, 20% for social housing, um, and 10% for moderate income rental housing. Now, the project also includes more than 20 buildings that would exceed 20 stories. Three of them would be above 49 stories. It's an ongoing conversation, early days, as these plans were just announced, but it would fundamentally reshape that corner of Vancouver. Um, many people have said, look, they support greater density, but some of these much larger buildings and towers just don't fit the character of the neighborhood as well. Joining me now is Bill Thielman. He's a spokesperson for the Jericho Coalition. Bill, thank you for joining us. My pleasure, Jazz, and don't ask me to say goal. No, <laughs> that was incredible. That was really good. That We were asking for the best <laughs> South American announcer impersonation to give. That lasted about 12 seconds. The record, by the way, is 18. Oh. And I was about to call an ambulance <laughs> for that poor caller. But, but hey, people love tickets, and uh, we love giving them away. So there we go. So let's talk a little bit about um, the Jericho lands for a moment. What don't you like about the proposal that has been presented at this stage by the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh? Let me say what I do like. I think that uh, the, the coalition, which is made up of volunteers from the local neighborhoods, do support housing on this spot. They do believe there can be quite a substantial, a significant increase in housing, and it can be sustainable, it can be diverse, it can be affordable, it can be regenerative, resilient, uh, all of the good things respond to the climate crisis, but it can't be a massive number of concrete towers, and especially 49 stories. Uh, and, you know, when this first came out in two, uh, 2021, there was a lot of opposition to it. There had been a, a working group that's worked with the city. People were very uncomfortable with the proposal, which at that point was for some 38-story and a lot of other very high. I, I think there's over 24 um, uh, high-rise, concrete high-rises of various heights that are below 49, but quite high. And uh, unfortunately, the uh, MST Corporation and the Canada Land Corporation uh, company came back with even more density, even higher high-rises all over. And so it's, it's very disappointing. And, and what we think is we can have a low-rise, missing-middle type of housing that meets a lot of, uh, or all of the objectives of development of the city, of the province in terms of increasing housing, without doing it with very high GHG emitting, high, high, literally high um, concrete towers that uh, just don't fit in, but also uh, would really be dominant across the entire uh, entire landscape or cityscape of the city. But my, my argument to you is, what's wrong with a few more towers that we need more housing? We need all of it, missing middle, as you say. We need condominiums, we need rentals. What's long, wrong with greater density? I mean... We have Metrotown, great density there. Uh, Brentwood uh, as well. You have Low Heed, um, once again, uh, areas in Surrey now building in and around the city centre area, around City Hall there. Also, once again, towers, greater density. What's wrong with Vancouver taking a little bit more density um, on the west side of Vancouver, where one would argue you actually need some? 
Well, absolutely, we do need more, and I think it would uh, help regenerate uh, West Point Gray and Kitsilano areas. But, you know, our proposal, which is low-rise, no no more really than eight stories, would still create probably 7,500 to 8,500 new units. That's a lot of people in a small area, a relatively small area. So we're not saying uh, no to density. We're not saying no to housing at all. Uh, What we're saying, though, is it has to fit into some uh, large degree with what's existing and what's what's acceptable to neighborhoods. And, And that's the same all across the city. There's people who are concerned about high towers all over the city. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're no different over here. I live in Kitsline. I'm about six or seven blocks away from the edge of this development. And um, I don't, you know, West End is great. Brentwood is great. Metrotown is great. But, um, you know, Metrotown by the sea is not going to be for everyone. And I, that's why we have a, a consultative process and, and we'll go through the regulatory process and we'll make our points. But we'd really like to see the developers in the city listen to the neighborhoods, listen to folks who say, like, there are better ways to do this and we can do it. Is there any any place in the west side of Vancouver that should accommodate 20, 30 story towers or 40 story towers? Well, there are some tall towers out at UBC, which is sort of outside of the city uh, proper. But, um, you know, it depends. But uh, we had bylaws for a long time that four stories was the maximum in, in large part of Kitsilano and, and the west side. And there was a big battle over that in the 70s. I think, it, you know, it, ultimately it's up to people. But I don't think anyone would say a 49-story concrete tower is going to be an affordable housing alternative or mi- missing middle. It's going to be a giant luxury condo, probably with a lot of international investors. Uh, and so I just don't see that this is compatible with the, the kind of uh, lifestyle and the kind of uh, affordability and inclusiveness um, and you know climate responsiveness that we want to see in Vancouver but, across the whole city. But don't. But isn't that housing? Isn't that how developments are built in this city? There are higher high rises. There are um, higher end properties that perhaps allow the developer to make the profits that they need to make. But in but in allowing them to do so, we do get ask that they build rental housing, uh, social housing, affordable housing that 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 comes with it. Uh, is your worry that it's going to turn into just Oak Ridge, that it would be just high-end uh, condos and there'll be nothing else for most everyday people? Well, I think so. And I think, you know, it depends on, on what, uh, as you said in your intro, what's the definition of affordable? Vancouver as a city is not affordable right now. Um, we think we can increase uh, density and low-rise. We look at the Arbutus um, area, the Arbutus uh, rows along there, uh, and Arbutus in the west side is, as an example of uh, how you can create more density without going to high-rise towers. We look at Paris, we look at all over Europe, uh, where they have significant density without uh, all, um, either any or, or very few towers. And those are the kind of models that we've worked on, and, and people can see that. Your listeners can, can go to the JerichoCoalition.org website and see the video we've got there, which I think explains it quite nicely. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, going back to my first question, you know, beyond just the, the you know, metro town, I mentioned Brentwood and Lougheed and Surrey, but, you know, Port Moody's taken on more towers, Coquitlam Centre has towers, and it seemed to me that somehow that the West Point Grey or west side of Vancouver feels it has a different type of model that is more probably Paris or Copenhagen, as you say, nothing more than eight stories. But aren't you obligated as, as Metro Vancouver, uh, as we are as collectively as a city, that maybe you do need to take a bit more density in the west side of Vancouver? Because every other suburb seems to be doing it. I think in Delta, uh, along Scott Road, they, they've got seven or eight proposals for high-rises that they're considering. Most of them probably going to go forward uh, because they also believe you need more housing, all types of housing to be built. Um, it's occurring in every suburb, but somehow why is the west side of Vancouver immune from that? Well, we're not saying uh, no to density at all, Jess, but what we are saying is what's livable, what's 
what's sustainable, what makes sense. And, you know, we see the, the great cities of Europe, as I just mentioned, are, do this without all sorts of towers. Not, the only model can't be high-rise concrete towers for any city, for any part of Metro Vancouver. Yes, we need to increase density. We also need to increase affordability. We need to look at a lot of different uh, factors in, in this. But um, high-rise concrete uh, has not, I mean, look, look at where we are now. We've got, we're, we're an unaffordable city with lots of high-rises already. It's, not, it's clearly not working. That model does not work uh, to create affordability, and it hasn't worked for like 20 years so, or 30 years. Of, uh, we've seen this. So, I, I mean, we think that there's a better way to do it, and, and, I, and we'd love to talk to MST and CLC about it. Uh, are, is there, uh, have you asked for a meeting? Is, are, we, have, we have not. Since their proposal originally came out back in 2021, we, we never heard from them. There's been some indirect um, meetings that have happened, uh, public meetings, not with us. But, but we are inviting them to, to meet with us and discuss our proposal. We wanted to see what their new proposal was, and we'd hoped it would be um, listening to the community concerns that were expressed, and instead it's gone in the opposite direction, unfortunately. But we'd be happy to meet with them and talk about it. And, and uh, you know, they've got to go through a city regulatory process. It's private property. They're major developers, very major major developers, and um, we hope that they'll listen. Have they? What's the timeline right now? I'm sure the city has to look well, at this still. And, and we, We're looking, there's a July 16th deadline again for your listeners to have input on the city uh, and to go to the Vancouver City website so you can in, have input on that there. Uh, that's the initial stage. There's going to be a report on sort of basic principles going to council in the fall as the schedule, and then we'll obviously see more detailed proposals on that. But right now, you know, our members went to the open house that MST and CLC held, and there weren't even models of uh, their new proposal yet, so it's all in the it's in the drawing stage, I guess, and hopefully there'll be a model soon. But uh, we're you know we're just trying to respond to what we've seen so far online, and, and that's where this came from. Mm-hmm. Uh, ultimately, though, in your mind, this just can't go ahead. It, it just fun it changes the neighborhood in such a fundamental way, and it doesn't fit where you where residents you believe are at in regards to the type of development they want to see. Well, it, it doesn't fit, but it also doesn't meet the objectives that I think the city and the province and, and all of us kind of have to have more affordable housing, more missing middle housing, more sustainable environmentally sound housing, and uh, a, a swack of concrete towers on the beach just doesn't do it. Mm-hmm. Bill, thank you so much for your time today. Have yourself a wonderful Canada Day long weekend. Thanks very much, Jess.